Um, welcome to another episode of the Gap Downbacker podcast. Uh, today we have a special guest, uh, Coach Carlos Lachlan, um, better known as Coach Locke. Uh, he is the running backs coach at Western Kentucky University. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Well, good to hear, Coach. And I, I appreciate you coming on, kind of like as we spoke before. And um, You've kind of had an interesting climb from a longtime high school assistant, and we kind of talked a little bit about that before you came on, um, to now being the, the running backs coach of West at Western Kentucky. Um what what really I want first thing I want to ask was what was that transition like from being a longtime high school assistant to uh, doing a variety of roles which we'll touch on here in the next couple of minutes um, at the college level? Um, I mean it was a journey. It wasn't easy. Um, gave me a great appreciation for um, building a relationship with individuals. Um, gave me a great appreciation for. Um, being able to serve not only young men, but coaches that I came in contact with. So, I mean, um, it, it hasn't been easy. It has been a journey. But if I had to do it all over again, um, I would do it the same way. Now, I don't want nobody giving me anything in, um, in this profession. I wanted to be able to earn my way in the profession. And I don't knock the guys who have been given you no know, positions. Um, and I wasn't fortunate enough. I, I wasn't one of those guys. I, I worked for everything that I, that's coming my way. And I, that's the only way I like doing things. I'm going to work for it. Okay. And, and like, so I, I kind of want to hit on kind of each of those because I'm kind of curious because you see certain guys with off the field tiles and I think as even co- us as coaches, but even non-coaches don't necessarily know exactly what that role tiles. And I think that role maybe changes from program to program. Um, so like what what one I mean I'm just gonna kind of hit on a couple of these real quick is what does a director of high school relations actually do? Um, director of high school that was a perfect position for me, allowing me to connect with high school coaches. Of course, the high school coaches have a product every university want the kids, and um, right now a lot of college coaches um, they're taking the high school coaches out of the recruiting process. I talked to a lot of high school coaches and. When I call and tell them I offer their kids, that's something that I that I learned uh, from the guys that I that I had been around um, in my short college coach career. From uh, you know guys like a David X. Johnson or uh, Alex Atkins or Marcus Woodson, those guys that I've been around there at at, um, at Florida State. Um, I saw those guys. They always contacted the head high school football coach, and I asked them why. They did because, like I said, those coaches still are involved with those kids. So I kind of, you know, took that and I started doing the same thing once I got here to reach out to those um, high school coaches. Well, being the director of high school relations, uh, it helped me because I was able to build a great relationship with high school coaches across the country. Um, being a uh, resource, a liaison, um, per se, for the high school coaches and the coaching staff at the time that I was on at Florida State, being able to connect with those coaches, getting them in, um, getting them in communication with the coaches that recruited their area. So, now director high school relations a job really consists of you being a liaison bet- between your staff and the high school coaches um, all through America. Okay, and do you, but at the same time, do you focus more on maybe your recruiting base coaches than necessarily? I mean, obviously, if anybody contacts you, you're going to commute with communicate with them, but. Is your regular commu- everyday communication usually within that initial broad 
uh, recruiting area, like that three to five hour radius that a lot of universities talk about? I mean, yeah, I mean, you got guys that with me, I, I kind of just reached out to the coaches. I didn't care if they was in Alaska, Nevada, <laughs> I didn't care. I, I just reached out to coaches all over the place because, like I said, the greatest thing about this profession that I think a lot of um, coaches, high school coaches or younger coaches um, trying to get into the profession, the greatest thing about this profession is building relationships. That's what I like most about I like pouring into young men, but I like the relationships that – you're able to build with with people, cause football is football. You know what I mean, yeah. Every, a lot of guys, a lot of guys and coaches got a lot of guys who say they're the greatest and coaching this and coaching that, but the, it's the impact that you're able to make, not just on the young men that you're coaching, but the impact that you are able to leave on the men that you're around every day. And to me, that's the greatest thing about this profession. Okay, and then I come on, move on to your next role. And I actually, like when I originally messaged you, I actually labeled it wrong. Um, an offensive analyst, like, I'm curious about this, like, what the, actually, let, let's start there. Let's, what, what, what is the broad general, like, everyday duty of an offensive analyst? Um, I'm, well, I, I learned a lot of that on, on right. And I had a guy who, um, he's at, um, Florida State now. He's, um, senior analyst. But when I first got to Memphis, he was the first guy that kind of, you know, pulled, pulled me in. He was a GA at the time. Guy named Tony Tokart um, kind of taught me the role of you know I watched him every day of what what he was doing and you talking about analysts normally they break down film you no know, fronts secondary coverages uh, from from years past um, for upcoming um, film breakdown for teams you have to play um, they draw um, the, the play cards um, things of that nature it's a lot of things that that goes into that it's, it's to me I think it's a uh, great position for uh, a young coach to um, learn the um, administration part of football. Okay, and then like, how 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 detailed did that stuff get at, as the longer you did it throughout the season? I mean, all your work with that right there is, is done um, before the season. Yeah, and you have you have a lot of a lot of work that goes in with the GAs and analysts and. That they do um, during the season, like I said, they're they're the guys that doing all the hard work behind the scene. Okay, and then I, I, I we'll move on to kind of. I mean, we mentioned earlier that you were a longtime high school assistant and worked your way up and did and, and as an offensive coordinator. And we talked off screen about kind of the various positions you held. You kind of coached every position uh, on offense throughout your career. How does that success and your experience being a high school offensive coordinator translate now to you going back to on-field coaching um, as a running back coach at Western Kentucky? Well, since I got in this business, uh, in this profession per, per se, I never I never looked at myself as anything different than a on-the-field coach. Okay. Now, a title may not help, and may not have said <laughs> that, but that's not, you know, like I always tell people, your reality in my reality, it'd be two different things. Your opinion, what you think I am, and my reality, what I know I am, two different things. So I always carried myself and, and tried to learn as if I was already an on-the-field coach. I carried myself that way. And that was my mindset the whole time. Like, okay, I know I, I'm starting off in Memphis. I'm a volunteer. Don't nobody know me. Uh, um, I, I got to you know, work my way, do, do it. But in my mind, I was, I'm a football coach. I'm on the field coach. And the things I can say this, 
that that I take from coaching high school ball there in that great city of Memphis. Um, and I tell people all the time, no, no matter how high I climb or how far I go in this profession, I'm always going to look at myself as being a local Memphis high school coach because though I'm not from Memphis. I'm from Montgomery, Alabama. But those coaches there, um, that's what I represent. So I have to be successful at what I do because I tell everybody, I represent those guys there in that city because um, being a, a, a high school football coach, and I, at that time I was, I didn't work in the school. I wasn't a head coach. I had no players to offer a college coach. All that I had to offer a college coach when I walked on was my hard work. But you get that hard work, from, that grind by being there in that city of Memphis. It rubs off on you. And the things I take from coaching high school ball there in that city is this. Um, if you're able to coach high school ball in Memphis and deal with the not just the football part, but the young men, the, 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 the environments that they come from, if you're able to deal with those situations, coaching anywhere else is easy. It teaches you how to how to deal with young men who, who don't come from the same background, who come from different backgrounds, who have um, problems. You know, I remember picking kids up from uh, from home, getting them to school, um, feeding them off the uh, McDonald's one uh, $1 menu. No, because it, it 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 was more than just coaching ball, but those things prepared me on how to serve players on the collegiate level. It ain't just football; it, it, it's, it's it's a lot that goes in with that. But I learned all those lessons coaching high school football um, there in Memphis, and we didn't I didn't have the greatest resource. I remember I had to build my own um, single um, single man shoots out of out of PVC pipe, and I had to build an open shoot that I had to be creative and things that, that I, that I had to do. And that money came out of my pocket because I want the kids to have the the best. I want to give them every advantage that I could for them to be successful. I wasn't even thinking about me coaching college. I, all that I want to do was I was happy coaching high school football and I'm pointing to the young men there in the Memphis area. So those lessons that I learned coaching there in that city, um, it's part of who I, who I am now. It's part of my DNA to, to work hard and grind. And, and like I said, I always think of myself as a local Memphis high school football coach. Okay. That, that, that was fantastic coach. And I, I've kind of had some similar experiences working with certain parts and having to give rides home and help feed kids. And I mean, that's, I, I think as a high school coach and especially in certain areas that are where kids have, struggle a little bit more that, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's kind of, I, I don't, I, responsibility is probably a bad word, but that, that's what good coaches should do is take care of their players and take care of the kids. Um, well, I think a, I think ahead. a lot of times what when I learned this from the guy, you know, I was up on it for four years, and as much as I know, I talk about Michael Vale probably more than anybody. But as much as I take is the X and the O's from 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 Coach Novell, it was just the the word service that stuck with me because if you look at it. All of us are football coaches, but we are servant leaders. Yeah, I mean, when you're a football coach, you have a major impact on young men's lives and, 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 and having the ability to, to mold those young men into better young, young men. So, like I said, you are a uh, servant leader, if I can use that word, uh, when, you're coach, when you're coaching. So that's the one thing I, I, I took from this, just being in coaching. That's one thing I pride myself on being able to serve the young men, pour into them, because that's the most important thing. 
know, as my guy David Yak Johnson say, the running back coach down there at Florida State said, football going to end one day. It's going to end one day. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of those young men, they may not remember you teaching them how to run over bags. They may not remember uh, you teaching them how to um, perform a proper tackle, but what they will remember is they'll remember this. They'll remember what you poured into them, how to carry themselves, pull the pants up, you know, dress accordingly. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No. They, they remember those things that you poured into them when football was long gone. So that's the most important thing about coaching ball is the standard that you're able to set with those young men that you coach every day. It ain't always X and O. It's the standard that you give them to live by, things that you pour into them about. That's the greatest thing about coaching because, like I said, football will end one day. Those kids may never remember any X and O's or how to run power, counter, footworks, but what they will remember, man, I remember this guy pointing to me, telling me to be on time, telling me to how to conduct myself, telling me how to be a productive citizen in this world. They always remember that. I, I mean, I, w- I wish I had something smart to say to follow that coach. I don't. Like, that just ruins it. Like, I mean, so let, let, let's, 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 I mean, I think we've hit on very good, important things. And I'm not going to say we're, we're about to talk some running back play. And I'm not going to say it's not important, but compared to what you just talked about, it kind of is not nearly as important. Um, but, I mean, you obviously played college ball. Uh, you played offense and defense at Chattanooga. You started on both sides of the ball. You, were very successful. You you were an undrafted free agent initially with the Giants before you played arena ball, um, and 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 you've been you worked at you worked at Memphis and Florida State. And now you're at Western Kentucky. What, in your opinion, based off all the people you be, uh, based off all the experience as a as a high school coach and as a college assistant so far, what are the kind of keys of developing running backs, in your opinion, based off your experiences? Well, I, I, I always say this, and, and I don't want nobody in college football to take this because I'm I am I'm one of the most humble people um, you're probably gonna meet. I'm a humble individual. I don't have an ego, uh, anything like that. I am a competitive person. <laughs> I'm a humble person as well. But I will say this: you No, know, I played the position of running back. Uh, anybody that knows me, they know when it comes to the history of the game of football, running backs or whatever. Uh, I'm big on I'm big on that because I love the game. Um, played the position of running back um, since I was a young kid. Very good at it. Very successful at it in high school and college. Um, but I think about the coaches that I had that coached me in positions. Now I think about the guys who coach, you know, running back throughout this profession. Um, running backs don't always have the greatest coaches. Yeah. I think one. I think it's this is my opinion. I think it's one of the worst coach positions in football. I do. I tell people all the time, I, I coach running backs like a quarterback coach coach quarterbacks because that's what we are. We just don't throw the ball. I think a running back should be just as smart as a, as a, as a quarterback. I should be able to call out protections. I should be able to know where I fit at <clears throat> in pass protection. I should know where I fit at in the run game because a running back has to be three things now in this day and time. He has to be a pass protector. He has to be smart now, be a pass protector. He has to be a runner. He has to be a receiver. Those those are the things that running backs have to be now. So um, what I pour into running backs, I'm, I'm real big on footwork. I, I'm, I'm talking about your initial foot because every run every run concept requires different foot, footwork mm-hmm. for pressing, attacking. I'm real big on eye discipline, training the eyes. 
not to peek at the ball when you attack the hole. It throws off your reaction, getting, getting through the holes. I'm real big on um, certain things I call putting in your toolbox because you're not going to be able to outrun every, everybody. You're not going to be able to uh, run over everybody. So certain things that you need, you need to be able to put in your toolbox to be successful. And I tell running backs this all the time. It's two things a running back need to know how to do. He need to know how to initiate contact and avoid contact on his own terms. So you have to give running backs these necessary tools for them to be successful. You know, I like getting running backs on the board. I, I want to you know, see them drop count. I want to see them drop power. I want to see them you know, um, drop inside zone, outside zone, because if they can draw it up, they know where they fit in these concepts. It makes them a better better player. You know, Coach values always had this term, you know, make knowledge your greatest talent. I took a hold of that. Make knowledge your greatest talent. You got a lot of guys out here who runs four threes, four fours, four fives, four six, whatever. But it doesn't make – it's not any good if they're running in the wrong direction or they or they have no idea where they're supposed to be running to. So those are things I like pulling into the position I'm running back. I got other things that – that I pour into them, but those things that, that, that I keep to myself, um, and I'm always passing on knowledge, but I coach backs, so um, no different than anybody else. I'm not saying I'm different, any better than anybody else, but in my mind, I am. I work my butt off. I'm just a competitive guy. And there's a lot of running back coaches in the profession that I got um, unbelievable respect for. Guys that I know, I got... Five guys that that, that 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 I watch in the profession that I'm big on. One of them is Eric by Enemy. He's a hell of a um, running back coach. Um, he's a, he's really at the top of the list. Um, and there's some other guys that you know Stan Drayton and some other guys that I that I that I look at that are really good running back coach that that I like. So I kind of watch what they do and take some things from them that that I see that that they do um, with the running backs and. I try to apply it to the guys that I'm around. I'm just going to say this since you mentioned Eric Bieniemy, it is an absolute travesty he's not head football coach in the NFL. And I, and I, and I say that as, as a Bengals fan who thought they should have hired him two years ago. And, but still, but that is what that is, unfortunately. And, um, but again, that those, the two you just listed out of the five you look at are dirt. That's a pretty good, um, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, there's they some good ones. Yeah. Now, Burton Barnes, I would. That's another name I like. Like I said, he left Alabama with the Giants now. And that's another guy, Stump Mitchell. Um, that's another name of, of a guy that coach running backs that, that that I like. And like I said, uh, it's a lot of it's a few guys that that I look at that coach the position that I have uh, um, a lot of respect for. And all of, most of the guys that that I name, guess what position they play? They play. <laughs> Those are guys I got you know, a, a yeah. lot of respect for. You know, um, and Deuce Staley will be the will be the other guy yeah, that, but, that I got a lot of respect for. But yeah. most of those guys they play running back, so I kind of watch what they do. Is and it's it's a few others um, yeah. I have a name that that I'm big on as well. Well, I mean, again, I I don't I don't have any smart words to follow that. The other thing, other, other thing I want to ask you about running backs is is just I, I, I curiosity, and obviously this is your first season coaching. Um, running backs full time in, in college, but again, you you were a longtime high school coach and had experience there. What are your kind of everyday drills for your running backs that you kind of work them through before you get to more day specific stuff? Um, the first thing is OTB. That's owning the football. 
it's teaching guys the proper way to, uh, to carry a football. I think that's a lost art. Uh, it's a lost art. Most guys say, well, I can't carry the ball that way because I can't do this. But you have to teach them how to be able to manipulate, making certain cuts, holding the ball. As I tell guys all the time, think uppercut. Put the ball up under your chin, not on your front breastplate, but on your sternum with a tight elbow, closing the, closing the back door. Um, those, I think that's that's an everyday drill right there. Teaching guys the proper way of holding the football. I tell guys all the time, you can't look at guys on the pro level because they hold the ball all kinds of ways. But it's it's not, uh, it's, I guess it's not important. For me, it's a standard of how I tell guys to hold the ball. Second thing would be this. Um, we're going to always do some type of bad drills, but they're going to be bad drills that I never do a drill that I can't, that what that what that's not going to translate over into the game. I think that's just dumb. Just for me to just be out there having guys run a drill and they can't use it in in a game, that's just that's not smart. So we're all going to do some kind of bag drill to work on picking up your feet. Um, I always going to do some type of drill as I tell guys all the time. You no, know, I ask running backs this because um, I always want to see what they're going to say. Is it more important to have elite long speed? or superior short area burst. I ask guys that all the time. Because you think about some of the greats on played the position, not all of them had great long speed, but they had superior short area burst and good COD, good change of direction. So I always tell guys the drills that we do, I want you to do them hard because we're going to try to train short area burst, short area quickness. Um, going to try to um, teach guys to have you know, um, good bend in their ankles, knees, and hips. That's something everybody says all the time. And it's so true because if you got good bend in your ankles, knees, and hips, you're able to um, drive, sink your hips in the ground. You're able to get your outside foot in the ground quick to make certain cuts to get your shoulder pads um, going vertical. Because that's when you're, you, I tell guys all the time, that's when you're your most dangerous. When your shoulder pads are not bladed, as I would say. When your shoulder pads are square on with the defender, it helps your vision. Uh, I like to do things for us, training guys' eyes, have them go through the bag drills, and I have number cards. Because I always tell guys, your eyes are going to bring your feet. Trust your eyes. All right? You you know you got bags down there below your feet, but trust your eyes. I have number cards to train your eyes because a lot of times um, guys who play the position, you'll notice guys, you'll say, well, he's tipping through the hole. Well, you'll go look on the film, and the guy on the mesh, the running back will take a peek at the at the quarterback, give him the ball. And it throws, out, it throws off his reaction and get into the hole. So now you get to try to train the eyes and have the eyes up where it's supposed to go and trusting the quarterback with the mess. So now you're reacting quicker. So um, I got certain drills that I'm going to do every day. I'm going to work drills where you work a spin move. I'm going to work a drill where you work an offhand punch. I never use guys around me to know I don't use stiff arm. When you put a stiff arm out there, you allow a defender to grab that and, and pull you in. Well, I use offhand punch. Punch creates space, separation between you and the defender, so you can keep running. So I use offhand punch. Um, other drills I like to use, I like to use what a hump move. You know, when the defender um, over-pursues you and you hump them by. I got I stole that right there really from watching some of the great DNs like Reggie White and some of the guys back in the day as they would, you know, guys hump guys over. Um, rips and dips, being able to rip on a defender's pass. It's certain drills that you can add to a running back toolbox to make them um, better backs. And the last question I got for you is, again, we, we talked a little bit. You, actually, I want to modify our last question because, I mean, I'm more interested in what, what, I mean, what was your experience like at Chattanooga? 
Like it was, I was going to ask you about reading ball speed, but I'm kind of more curious about because you played again. You played offense and defense there. Uh, you started mm-hmm. both sides of the ball. What 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 about that experience there has kind of driven you to be a coach? Um, it was fun. I mean, to come in there as a true freshman, and, uh, my first game, um, my first my first college game, I was a freshman of the weekend. And <laughs> I put up like 150 yards of total offense. My first touchdown I scored in college, I threw a pass for a touchdown. So I was out, yeah, yeah. We played Colorado State, and um, um, after that, you know, I had a, had a good freshman year. I played a lot. I wish that I had the, I wish I had the four game rule that they got now. I would have played four games and, and, and sat down and get ready to be a freshman year next year. But I played <laughs> a freshman year, and my sophomore year took off at running back. My going to my junior year. Uh, at that time, my head coach name was Buddy Green. I'm actually, I actually, I still remember going in his kitchen in his house and said, Coach, I can play corner. I'm going to start at corner. And I, I had never played corner. And went out and played corner, tied for the team lead and interceptions. And going into my senior year, the first four games I played corner, wasn't getting a whole lot of action, throwing balls coming my way, and um, switched over to running back. And um, put up over, I think, 14, almost 1,500 yards total offense in about maybe seven games. So, like I said, I mean, I, I was a gifted athlete. I worked hard. Um, like I said, I had a good time at Chattanooga. Uh, if I had to do it all over again, you no, know, I still would have um, picked going to UTC. It was a good school for me. It was a right right fit for me. So, like I said, I love my university. And like I said, I'm still close with some people there. Um, that's where I met my wife at. So, like I said, um, um, I, I, I love my time at UTC was great. Well, good, Coach. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Coach, well, well coaches, um, uh, co- I'll put Coach's Twitter down below. Uh, give him a follow. Um, and if you need to reach out to anything as well, uh, again, Coach is, is a great guy. And I think that was a great talk about not only running back pay, but ser- leadership, service, and um, kind of his experiences. Um, again, coaches, thank you. Like, subscribe so we can spread this video so more people can see this and the other videos and uh, podcasts. Um, and that was another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast.